Yes, it's a big hello and welcome. Great to have your company on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Your health is an investment, not an expense. And that is what we are here to do, to spread the message and to get the conversation flowing about looking after each other, both physically, mentally and spiritually. This show, of course, has always brought to you by the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. It is the brainchild of St Kilda champion Danny Frawley. Morning, Spud. Christmas Eve, Jack. Good morning to you. And what a better time to be talking about some men's health issues. And more importantly, as you talked about, getting the conversation started. As I said, I've got uh, three daughters, beautiful wife at home, and every little issue, they nip it in the bud. And unfortunately, men, we're pretty stoic, but we're stubborn. We want to break that uh, glass ceiling and smash it. And uh, when you've got a problem, put your hand up. When you ask your mate, is he okay, ask him again. Because normally yeah. there's something underlying there. And then, obviously, you know, there's some specialists out there that can help whatever reason. And the last couple of weeks as we talked about, we talked about men on their birthday get a, a full, fully blown health check mm. once a year. We spend more money on our servicing our cars than we do on ourselves. And we only get one crack at it. And then, obviously, last week with Dr. Noel Duncan talking about coming to the festive season and just getting a balanced lifestyle, which basically, as, as I said, you, you only get one crack at it. So why not try and look after yourself a little bit better than we than our ancestors did. Every week we've had different themes on the show. We'll talk to you about today's theme in just a few moments. But to recap last week, if you, you may have missed us, Dr. Noel Duncan was in the studio. And as you said, Spud, a lot of it was about this time of year and, and just doing, I guess, trying to do the right things. We all love to have a drink and catch up with people and eat a lot of food. But there's always that fine line, isn't there, of just maybe going a little over the top. Yeah, I think he's the big thing that resonated with me um, is portion size. Um, still still have a healthy lifestyle, play, go and play a game of golf, get up in the morning and, and get the body moving. But obviously, you know, alcohol, we, we always want to have a drink. There's no doubting that whatsoever. But mixing it up now and again with a bit of water, it swells the stomach somewhat and actually just talk a bit more to people. Yeah. You know, instead of just reaching for your hand into the stubby, just have, okay, let's, let's have a real good chat about how you've been. Because, and especially this time of year, because we flippantly go from person to person, how you're going, mate, and then you just go to the next person. So um, I think Noel's point of view was, you know, obviously the connectivity with men as well. You know, if, you, if you're going for a walk on your own or doing some exercise on your own, it's so easy to, one, sit in bed, mm. do watch a movie, but if you've got mates that you readily get something in a routine, whether it's walking around the tan, whether it's playing golf once a week, whether it's playing some darts, just get that conversation going with a, a few mates and... That's what builds a camaraderie. The word conversation we've used a lot already in the three minutes we've been going this morning. But it's it's a word that's important, isn't it, to begin the conversation. And as you said, you can ask your mate once how he's going. Probably he's not going to say anything mm. the first time. But it's ask a second time and a third time and a fourth time if you have to. No, look over the fence is something I'm really um, keen on, uh, Jack, because look over the fence and see how your mate's going. If you know the paper's been there a couple of times, he's probably... Not feeling too well. Mm. And, you know, as I said, we've just got to stop the fact that we're, we're stubborn, we're stirring. It's not a it's not a sign of weakness if you've got, one, a physical attribute, but more, and we're focusing on the, the mental side of things today. And, and that's probably why I'll now introduce our special guest. We've got Nick Strauss. Good morning, Nick. G'day, Spud. How are you? Going well, mate. Now, we all know Nick Strauss, Jack, because of the... The magnificent ad, and I'm still a bit confused, we'll get to, to Nick, <laughs> with Hamish McLaughlin yes. and Nick, because he's got this burgeoning empire out at Berwick Motors, and what is it? Is it Strauss Motors or Berwick Motors? <laughs> I get asked this a lot, Spud. It's, it's currently Berwick Motor Group, 
and uh, and the ads Ham and I have been doing for some time now have been uh, looking at changing it to Strauss Motor Group. But um, yeah, I reckon it's uh, imminent. But uh, let's get through Christmas and uh, uh, self promotion uh, is not something I've I've always wanted to do. But, but well, that's I, what we're doing here, mate. Well, we're, a bit of self promotion. But uh, tell us about um, Berwick Motors, where it where it started, and and we'll get we'll get to how it all started uh, beforehand, but. How many, how many dealerships you got out there? Um, I've got six sites um, and about nine brands, uh, a couple of hundred staff. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a relatively uh, big uh, operation. Um, it's 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 full on. It's stressful mm, yeah, at times. Yep. But 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 I love it. Um, I don't know why, uh, because there's probably easier things to do. <laughs> And and look, the the reason why you're here today, as I said, you're a really successful businessman. You're a great family man, three kids. Um, you live in an affluent area around Malvern area, East uh, Malvern, East Malvern. It's a long uh, way from Bungaree. A long way, <laughs> a long way from Bungaree. Most things are. <laughs> but I must admit, I I've only known you a short while, and Hamish obviously is is a long term friend. But we, we've got a common interest, you and I. Um, we've both suffered or suffering from a from a mental health issue as openly said that, that I talked to Hamish and, and the Herald Sun about it six weeks ago, I'm able to manage it now. And and you've got similar type issues, which has created a bit of a connection between you and us because as soon as you said that you, you were struggling um, with some form of depression, especially in the past, which we'll talk about, all of a sudden we had a great connection and it's something that you've had for a fair while, Nick. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, um, it's something... Um I suppose you'd have to get some medical advice, whether it's a hereditary thing. I mm. know there's been some family members that have struggled throughout their their life. Um, yeah, I reckon he's hereditary with me. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I've, I've sort of had a, a family uh, history of um, um, success. Um, uh, what's the word, Spud? Um Oh well, you, you've been a successful family. You've got uh, you're quite affluent. Yeah, and and a bit like my story, mine was ingrained from a very young age. Yeah, mine was being this ten foot tall, bulletproof competitor. Yeah, that nothing was too hard for me. You're you've come through a family which is fantastic because I said I we we all look at Nick, Berwick Motors, beautiful family got a got a place down at Sorrento, so. Take us back to where you think it started, and and mob, the, you know the high achieving. Did it did it happen too easily for you? Was it handed to you on a plate? Yeah, yeah, I think that's really relevant. Um, everything came pretty easily to me. Um, I was never wanting for anything. Any anything I asked for or wanted, I just yeah. got, and that that became the norm. Um, and uh, so did you go to go to a, a good college? I went to Melbourne Grammar. Yeah. Um, and then I wasn't uh, good student. No, I was appalling. Uh, I, I was I was good at sport, um, and I was immature, a late developer. Uh, my brother got expelled from Melbourne Grammar uh, for various reasons, and then Mum and Dad just thought they were doing me a favour and sent me off to boarding school. Yeah, and, and look, you're a competitor because um, you you got to be in, in the business, Jack, that he is involved in. But you mentioned you weren't that good at school but you're a good sportsman and as I said you've ticked another box with me already I'm led to believe you're a pretty good tennis player yeah at, yeah at I was I was a uh, I was a pretty uh, good tennis player growing up in fact I, my coach was 
thought I could probably do anything in the tennis arena. But um, at one stage, uh, wanted to send me off to Florida to Nick Bolotero at a young age. Um, but really had no hunger. Mm. Uh, had no reason to go. And I often say, listen, if I had a, been born into a different lifestyle, mm. different world, things might have been different. And that's probably another point for, for all the listeners out there is sounds like you, you look back on that a fair bit. I do. And and With obviously that's where and well, that's where it starts a bit. Unfortunately, this little black hole becomes a, a canyon. And well, even when I look back at some of my, when I played footy uh, or tennis, um, so, so I could always do mm. what I was asked to do, but it never came from within. And, uh, you know, that, that's sort of, I realised that I never knew how to push myself. Yeah. And you, you, you talked about your, your mates obviously going through school and, you know, there's obviously, you know, we, we are who we hang around with a lot, but... A lot of your friends had done really well. They'd gone and got a law degree or an accountancy degree. They're running law firms, accountancy firms. Did you sit back and think, okay, I've, I've, I've had this thing handed to me, but I really haven't sort of done the hard work to get there. So what were you thinking at that stage and where were you at with, with yourself? Um, I didn't understand or, or I probably, and this isn't discrediting my parents because, you know, you know, they only know what they know they at any given time. And that was that generation, very successful father. Um, you know, he started Spasm, which was the hottest a- advertising agency in the Southern Gee. Hemisphere. And, with, and your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather was Ron Forge. Oh, wow. So they started Forge as a Footscray back in the late 1800s. What so a company. It was sort of all around me on my mother's side, on my father's side. And, you know, I just thought all that stuff just happened. Um, but but luckily, or, or I had something already inbuilt in me, and and that came a lot later in my life. Uh, my mates, yep, as you mm. said, Spud, they're all doctors, lawyers, running stockbroking firms. They're so what were you successful. doing at that particular stage? Oh mate, I left school, uh, went straight into forges. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was selling ladies' hosiery or underwear. <laughs> no <laughs> wonder you weren't successful yeah. at that. Yeah, I thought something was not quite right in my life. <laughs> all due respect. Yeah. But um, then I had this grandiose idea that uh, Dad sold the advertising agency to Foot Conan Building in New York. They uh, asked him to become chairman of Foot Conan Building in London. Ooh. So then he grabbed the kids and said, do you want to come? Mm-hmm. Free ride. Oh, I was 19. Yep. I said, yeah, why not? So I went over to London and uh, did a, a retail management course at Harrods. Uh, and that was with a plan to come back to take over Forges yep. at the ripe age of probably 21. Wow. So when you think about it, Everything was young, and so yeah, because my grandfather and his brother died within sort of six months of each other, so there was no one really to take over mm. the business. Mm. Anyway, we sold forges in I think eighty seven or eighty eight, and that sort of stuffed that up. And so, you, you did you continue to work in the rag trade? Yeah, I did for a while. I, I went travelling with a girlfriend over to Greece, just sort of did all of Europe, then came back to Australia. Uh, family friend, you probably know Gary Austin, Gazman. Yeah, yeah, know him well. Uh, worked for Gaz for about three or four years. How'd that go? Yeah, it was good. Um, but once again, I was probably not ready for any type of commitment. Yep. And also, always had this uh, uh, inbuilt mechanism of I was no good at anything. Um, I, mean, I, I felt I, even at sport, you know, everyone tells you how good you are, but for some reason, there's this, 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 there's this 
my doctor, actually yep. the psychiatrist yep. that I see probably once every six weeks, will yep. he just says, you know, you, you're a self denigrator. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a very good point. I'll I'll stop you right on that because it sounds like you were beating yourself up, not not for no reason at all, because you you people under, don't understand what's going inside your head. No, but the fact that you've got all these wonderful things, but there's still this innate, whether it's a chemical reaction or whatever it is, you're you're thinking, no, no, this is not good enough. You're never good enough. So anyway, we'll... Um, yeah, we're going to take a break. There's a lot more that we need yeah. to talk about. Nick yep. Strauss is our very special guest in the studio for No Berwick Man Motors. Should Ever Walk Alone. Berwick Motor Group, we should confirm that. Yeah. It's Berwick yeah, Motor it is. Group. As always, we're brought to you by the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. And of course, if you're hearing something this morning that is making you feel like you need to talk to someone, feel free. The people at Beyond Blue are doing a wonderful job. Great 1300 224 636 or you can call Lifeline 131114. We'll take a break. Still plenty more to come. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Great to have your company on No Man Should Walk Alone. It's brought to you by the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. And of course, our great mates at Squad Athletica Spud, men's active and lifestyle cool. brand designed in Australia. More giveaways next year that we're uh, going to give to our listeners as well because this gear is red hot this time. Well, I could see uh, young Nick just sort of, sort of walking down Sorrento there, Portsy just buying something from the bakery in the, in the Squad Athletica gear. Making the spandex. Yeah. Making his presence felt. Now, just... A quick one. Are you? A, we had a chat on SEN the other day. Surely you're not a budgie smuggler, man. Well, mate, um, I'm not allowed anymore. Um, yeah, well, my daughters have burnt burnt all mine, so I'm done. Well, but mate, apparently, I used to be a nipper, you know. So that was just a standard thing. Yeah, that, and that's okay. But yeah. now, if you're going down to the Sorrento front beach, there, do you board shorts or budgie smugglers? Oh, not these days, Spud. I mean, I look great. Well, Campbell Brown reckons they're back in. Oh, he wears them every day. Mate, I see Campbell. Hopping to his car and he's, I think he's got red speedos. Mm. He goes and does a swim at the front beach. Now, they used to have some pretty big parties. We won't get on to Camel, but oh. apparently right next door, Mel Brown's place down the beach. Yeah, not not great when you're bringing up a young family, mate, and you've got the whole football, uh, Hawthorne Footy Club at the end of the year party. Heard some particularly colourful language and antics. But well, uh, that's that's a great segue. Um, the common denom- There's a bit of a common denominator, Jack. He's a high achiever. Yeah. Nothing's good enough. Um, beats himself up a lot, but externally, the life of the party. Now, if there's 40 mutual friends and, and their partners at, at a function, tell us about your the way you, you act or just, you know, your, your DNA and what, what people expect from you. Because um, I know the answer, but you tell the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I think that people expect me to perform. In what um, way? Uh, it's... To make them laugh. Yeah. Um, bit of a court jester. Yeah, a bit of the clown and a humorous clown, I yeah. think. Um, no doubt. I hope. No, you are. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get an audience if I yeah. wasn't. But um, yeah, it's not unusual to have people in fits of laughter or tears um, after a session with me. Yeah. But, but what I found was that that was sort of, 
you know, it was like the old tree. I always relate it to, to you got to water the tree or the tree's rooted. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, what happened was I'd, I'd been doing this for so long. Um, I thought, shit, maybe I should just be on stage. Um, because all so it's I'm, a part of your DNA. It's part of my DNA. I think I'm probably, I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but I think I'm naturally funny. There's no doubting that. But, but You know, but, you and I could start up a comedy show tomorrow if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jack here, unfortunately. He's about as funny as a kick in the balls. Oh, what's you it? know, but listening, well, I, I, listening to you, <laughs> Spud's just about, uh, I'm just about enough, I think. <laughs> well, I remember Hamish and I were out somewhere and we were doing a bit of a, you know, having a bit of yeah. chat to a few people and, and, and I remember these people walking off after a conversation with Hamish and I and we were, we were both just playing off yeah. each other beautifully and they go, Jesus, is that Hamish and Andy? They are hysterical. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that was a compliment or not. But after the function or the next day, let, let's say there was a, a group of 30 of your closest mates. Yeah. Um, with partners, so there's probably 15. Did you find probably the next day, you think, gee, what? Did I actually sit down and have a conversation with the guy over there or this bloke? And Because all I did was go around the room and tell the same five jokes. And everyone's going, what a great night. What about Strousy? How funny was he? And then you sort of walk, woke up the next morning and think, I didn't actually ask Bill how he was going. It was, it was, a, bit of, it was a bit about me performing. Oh, mate, I, I tell you, if, if my life um, could be more scripted like we are right now, I probably would have been a, a better individual at helping mm. people or helping myself because I'm, I'm structured here. Yep. Whereas my family will be the first ones to put up their hand to say at a dinner party or at home or we're all sitting around the dinner table, you know, there it is again. Nick's got the table. Mm. But but Nick really never knew what was going on in anyone's life or – and did he care? Mm. Pro- probably probably deep down. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm the, I'm when the push fir- comes to shove. Yeah, when push comes to the shove, mate, I'm the first one out of the trench. Yeah. You know, you're getting shot at spot. Yeah. I know a few blokes that'll lie yeah. down and shit themselves. Yeah. So I'm going to come and get you. So yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah, good. But 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 let me tell you, I did. I did. It was all a bit about me. It was you know, and I don't know why. But maybe I'm bored. Mm. Maybe I'm not stimulated. Um, to capture me, I need stimulation. Yeah. I need the brain to be functioning at, at its best. So there's a little bit of a <clears throat> sort of a, a theme sort of happening there. Now, talk about. Tell us about some of your dark times. So, obviously, um, you know, it's an emotional time for anyone when you talk about this, and I was I was a perfect example of that. So, and and just, you know, because I've led to believe even, you know, in the, in the past you just bunker down, didn't want to talk to people, just sit in a room for six weeks, get takeaway and you don't want to go out for dinner, um, and just thought, no, nah, I just need, need to bunker down here. Oh, mate, <clears throat> I feel sorry for my wife, Susie. I mean... Everyone reckons she, she deserves, you know, a medal, and she does. Um, you know, invitations come in the mail. People just start giving up, you know, because I just didn't want to <clears throat> be put in that environment anymore because I felt that I was going to be expected to be the life of the party and, and, and I sort of had nothing left. Mm. And, um, you know, in the early days... You're on the treadmill of life. Your, your yeah. business is flying. Your family's going well. Never thought I was flying. Yeah, you never thought you were flying, but things externally from me looking at you and then you think you wake up and you think this big fog's come over you is, is that what it felt like and you think I've, what's wrong with me every minute of my life um 
I felt like this egg that that I was throwing up in the air uh, as high as I could and then catching it without breaking it. That's how my life felt. Mm. And that's about the only way I can explain yep. it. And and I was institutionalized. Um, I, I couldn't tell you when. Mm. It was years ago yep. where I thought I was so at the lowest point of my life that all I was going to be doing or all I was doing was dragging people going to drag people down mm. with me because yep. I I was just so bad and and I just had Lucy and you know she Lucy was um she must have been two you know you you forget, yep. you, you forget dates and things that yeah. weren't pleasant yep uh, there were things I can remember in life that were probably good fun but I can't remember the bad stuff and then I went off to they booked me straight into the Melbourne clinic yep oh and that was an experience mm. I think I stayed there for about three four weeks. Um, pretty tough oh mate it was uh, yeah it, did, it doesn't matter about your life or your private school your education yeah. anything in there did you find because um, I've been in one of those facilities did you find initially what am I doing here I don't I don't belong here or no I, I felt that I needed to be yeah. somewhere that you know crown would have been nicer but um but you had a lot of black <laughs> thoughts obviously oh mate I, I needed to just get out of the pressure cooker. Mm, yeah. And I felt that being in in a place where someone could actually take care of me because I didn't know how to take mm. care of myself yep. was probably a sensible... It was actually a yeah. sensible thing to do. No doubting And that. take the pressure off my wife too. Yeah, exactly right. So talk us about your, your doctors and how important they've been um, for you. Obviously, you mentioned your psychiatrist before. Yeah, I got a great psychiatrist. Um, you know, he's not exactly funny. Um but he's, he's very good at, um, you know, none of the, the good doctors, they don't tell you how to do it, what no, to do. No. You know, at the end of the day, these, when you have issues like these in your life, um, I'm pretty hard these days. Mm. Um, sure, you've got to be supportive, yep. but at the end of the day, it it's really boils back to the individual. Yep. And if you're really going through a difficult time and you have got depression... Well, you've got to see a, a doctor no, and yeah. really probably a psychiatrist that specialises in medication because you can't make too many great decisions when you're not well. Yep. So first thing is get yourself well, get yep. yourself medicated, yep. and then the haze goes away and then you can make some decisions with, with clarity. I'm on medication. Are you, and as I said, tell us if you are, are or aren't. Are you on some medication? Uh, mate, I, yeah, I am. I've been yep. on, I, I think I've been medicated for probably 25 mm. years. And but I probably it's interesting, I probably don't need to be. Yeah. Um but when I asked my doctor, he said, Well, Nick, are you feeling okay? Yeah. And I go, Yeah. He goes, Well, why would you risk That's right. getting off it? Spot on. I've I've asked the same question over and over again and then the better I feel, the more I ask him. Yeah. And then exactly that. And 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 how important is your your structure at home? You know, we talk about men and that's why we're here, Jack, um, getting the conversation started. How hard has it been on your support network and no no better support than your, your wife, Susie? Um, yeah, Susie's amazing. I mean, I never tell her. I don't tell her yeah. enough. Um, you know, I get home after a pretty hectic day and all I want to do is see the kids and see, see my wife yep. and not talk about work. Um, sometimes she wants to know about work. Yep. I can't talk about work because mm. it's so consuming that I, if I don't have that switch off, then, then I'm not doing myself any favours. How hard is it um, when, when you are home and Susie, and you're just you're going through one of those quiet times? 
are you okay? Like the, she's asking all the right questions, but you're basically giving her nothing back. You're just saying, you know, oh, I'm okay. I just I just need my downtime. It's they can get a little bit frustrated. So it's, oh, it's yeah. sometimes it's harder on the the person witnessing people going through some mental health issues other other than yourself. Is that a fair point? Oh, mate, it's really fair. It's um. So what advice would you give to um, partners out there listening to this? Well, I think it's horses for courses. I, th- I think everyone's different and every marriage or relationship is different. Yep. I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not really a deep and meaningful person. Mm, yep. I, I don't know why. Mm. My mother will tell me that I was the most loving child and, and that was half the problem. You know, I, was, you know, I was always, I think, so close with my mum that, that it was almost smothering. And uh, I talk to mum about this now that it didn't really leave me in great stead for later years in my life, that, that I've sort of had to break away a little bit to, to go and live my own life and run my own family mm. and run my own business independently. So I, I had to grow up pretty quickly when I had that episode yeah. because I had to work out how to become independent. Okay. And that's been a very big factor in my whole existence. And, and what are your trigger points now to help yourself? Uh, trigger points probably taking on knowing when I'm taking on too much yep. and because I would normally say yes to everything just you, you beat me to the punch there because you like to be liked yep. there's no doubting that that's another common denominator with with people that are high achievers but obviously deep down they're thinking I, I just can't do enough and as you talked about you, you go to you go to your party and you, you're the life of the party but out of all those people if there was some issue and they actually called you, you'd be first on their doorstep. Yeah. So there's this exterior of the happy-go-lucky Nick Strauss, but there's this inner love and sort of compassion for your, for your fellow man. Yeah. Because unfortunately, when a person like you is struggling, you've, you've actually got to say no. It's actually, and it's hard to say no, isn't it, to someone to say, Nick, can you just... Look, can you give us a lend of a car for a couple of days, or I just, you know, I need this, or mate, can you come and help me here in a finance? You're only happy to to do it, but so at some stage, you've got to get the line there and say, well, where's where's the yes and where's the no? Yeah, and because I, it, when you're going through that spiral, you just say yes to everything. Yeah, and and, and I suppose that you then realise that, hang on, I, I seem to be giving out a lot more than I'm probably getting back. Mm. And I think that's a real telltale sign is, you know, balance. And we'll touch on that after the break, Jack. We are going to take a break. A reminder as well, you can call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue, 1300 224 636. No man should ever walk alone. Brought to you by the Hater Clinic. Danny Frawley with Nick Strauss. Still more to come. This is our Christmas Eve edition of No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. We've been handing out the numbers all morning for those who are far more qualified than us, mm, bud. But if you on. just need to have a chat to someone, give Lifeline a call, 131114 or Beyond Blue, 1300 224 636. Our special guest in the studio is Nick Strauss. Nick, just before the break, we talked about balance and you know some of the, the denominators we've got here. You're a high achiever. Um, you're a great family man, really successful. Um, talk us about what sort of and I say this in a in a farmer's way, what does your head in? Is it the fact, the fear of failure? Is that one of the things that um, you think, 
you know, because you talk about you can't say no to people and you just want to get the job done for yourself and for someone else. Is the the fear of failure is something you need to keep an eye on? Yeah. Yeah, really, um, on a daily basis. In what way? Um, I think I think this self-denigration of thinking that I've been no good or, you know, I didn't pass school, I went to classes without books. Um, I just... I just felt that I I didn't start off well mm, yep. leaving the nest and everyone else had these degrees yep. and education and mine was a little wasted. Bit of woe is me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so every day I worry about, I'm a worrier. Mm, yep. I can't help it. Yep. Um, but I worry about my kids, yep. my family, my work. Um, For all the th- right reasons. But I think it, I think that's unfortunately my driver. Yeah. I think that's what, what has kept me on the edge because I feel for me to perform well, I have to be on the edge. Mm. Now, that's not necessarily healthy, yep. but it's just how I am. But it, it means at some stage you've just got to chill out. Well, you can't leave go, the edge. All you go you down to your, your beach house, yep. do a bit of exercise, yep. and, and probably keep, keep away from the business. Because I'm sure the business, like it's a, it's a burgeoning business, but I'm sure if Nick went away for a week, the whole world's not going to cave in there. But you think... I'll have a week off, and I bet, I bet for a doubt, if you've got an extra two days to have a holiday, you'll go back to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm teaching myself to be able to walk away. Yeah. And uh, is that hard? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So, what do you do to to manage that? Um, do you have to book things in your diary? Well, I'd like to, you know, dolly the sheep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to clone myself. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I've got a saying, and I got it off the great Winston Churchill. And yeah. Mine's a bit different to yours. I was a competitor, so com- if you look at the definition of a competitor, they hate getting beaten. Oh, yeah. So I played at St Kilda a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that a lot. Yes. Richmond wanted to be a success. But Winston Churchill gave me something to, to really hang my head on. He says here, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And that's something that really has hit my sweet spot because you're not going to win every battle. Yeah. You're not going to – there's going to sometimes in life, Nick, you're going to fail. So don't worry about it. And and, and hindsight, don't look behind. Mm. Learn from it. Mm. But how many times have you said, oh, gee, if I only have gone to uni and got that degree? Mm. You only knew what you knew at any given time. Yeah. And that's the thing that's got me around it. You, you've had those experiences for a whole range of reasons. Yeah. It's made you who you are. Yeah, I mean, all I wanted to do was probably play AFL football, but in hindsight, you know, I probably would have played full four because I used to kick a few goals. But imagine playing <laughs> what's on the mo- spot. What's oh. the most you, uh, most you kicked? Uh, 14. Okay. So where, where did you play blues. in the community level? Community I, Blues. Oh, no, I played. That was against Uni Blues. I yeah. played for the Old Melbournians. Okay. And then I went and had a bit of fun with the Ogs, Old Geelong Grammarians, which okay. was drinking cans at the time. Down there in Turak Park there. Camo Park. Camo yeah. Park. Beautiful. It wasn't great for my footy, but. Uh, but once again, I was a bit lazy, mate, mm. you know? So life for you now, as I said, and this is, because I don't like to bring myself into it, but I will again. Um, I think I'm nearly completely over it, but I've still got to manage the fact that I do a bit of mindfulness. Yeah. And mindfulness to me at the moment, Jack, is just playing golf. Because in the past, I'd have my phone on, I'd be doing meetings on the golf course, and I basically wouldn't be talking to anyone, and I'd be talk- telling jokes like... like mm. But now golf to me is all about my swing. 
So I actually want to get better. Now, I'm not much good at it. And you'll probably see that over the summer when we have a, have a hit. But I'm actually, it's, it's a great thing for me because all I do is focus on the swing yeah. and have a conversation with someone about how they're going. So to me, mindfulness is my golf. Because in the past, it was just, oh, gee, I'm hitting off at 10. I'm, you know, I'll be on the third hole at sort of 11.15. Then I'll be, have some lunch. Then I'll have a coffee. Then I'll have a beer. And then everything's... But the golf to me, six hours now, I just tune out. But you're not one of these blokes when you shank it, your, your club's in the water. No, no. I used to. I used to throw more clubs than balls. Um, I've had a whole golf bag going in going a pond. Because I just... Competitors want to win. But now I know that I'm not going to be much good at golf. But I love it. Because the fact that the, the elite guys, they can never master it either. So I've, I've sort of got this thing that golf to me is a celebration of just being me and just being something that I'm not good at. Yeah. And, and I'm competitive, but it doesn't worry me now. Because I think if I have 100 and I've had a good chat to you and a couple of Lydales after it, what a, what a great day. But you're playing against yourself too. You're not, you're not playing with on Gary Ablett, are you? No, you, you are playing against yourself. But if I played golf with three guys and they all beat me, Sometimes I just put the golf bag in the car and go home because they beat me. Mm. And as you said, golf's all, all about your own handicap. But yeah. I was so disappointed that these three guys were hanging it on me a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm the big tough fullback and I, you know, had to do that. And I'm sure you were no different. Yeah, no, no, no. I get upset playing game of table tennis, mate. How do how do the kids um, go now? No, knowing you know they're a lot older now, and I obviously know that you've you've been well, through some ups and downs. Funnily enough, I, I don't think they do. Mm. I think my oldest Lucy has a uh, a bit of an understanding. There's been a, a bit of a, a past. But it's, it's something as a father you don't tend to sit around the dining room table talking about because, you know, we're stoic. Uh, we're, mm. we're the cavemen. And uh, it comes back to providing. And uh, you don't want to show much sign of weakness. I know you've been a little bit apprehensive on um, one coming on the show, but I know that you, you're really delighted that we're actually getting the conversation going. But... You, like me, if someone had asked, asked me two years ago, was I going to be sitting here at SEN talking about some men's health issues and, and having a chat to you about it? But it's actually quite refreshing. Um, it's actually something that you should be proud of, that you're able to sit here and, and talk about it because, unfortunately, a lot of people don't. And then, you know, sometimes that becomes really too late. And that's what this, this show is all about, Nick. So you should be congratulated on, you know, one one who you are you are who you are we're all made differently and we're not some prototype so i know there's some apprehension but because it's an illness i went to ring you twice on the weekend there's no doubt i was texting you a couple of times and and that's exactly i wasn't coming on yeah but i think you'll find that you know over the uh listening to the show you'll have a lot of mates coming up and you know the only advice we'll give to people and that's what i did when i did the article in the herald summer say look just go and see someone um, open up the conversation. Um, you, you don't want to get bogged down within yourself, but I think you'll find that um, it's actually not lifted a load off your shoulders. Because, as I said, you're you're a highly successful businessman. With you know, obviously, out there when you're successful, you've got other investors involved and, and things like that. But I've got no doubt they'll be actually more keen to invest in your company on what you've done today. I've got yeah. no doubting that. It's nice to hear that, Spud. No, uh, that's exactly. What I know, Jack's been sitting here, and he, you know, he's only a young lad. You know, unfortunately, the change of life comes through, and everyone gets it at different time. But it seems to be that age between forty and fifty-five, where I don't know some some chemistry in the brain, the change of life. You know, women have menopause, men have menopause. 
Yeah, I reckon I get it. You get a hot flush every now and then. <laughs> yeah, now and again, I do. Uh, Nick, we've loved your honesty this morning. We appreciate you coming in and just basically you two having a conversation. But what we hope is that this conversation's helped other conversations start to happen as well, Spud. No doubt in that whatsoever. And, and if you're looking for a car, get out to Berwick <laughs> Motors. Bike, there's a lot of guys listening out here. Get, get in your car or your old car, mm. drive out to Berwick Motors. And knowing that uh, you're going to get a good deal, a good honest deal. Oh, it was never meant to be about a plug, Spud. Well, you just got it. Okay. <laughs> little, <laughs> no, little mate, on I love you like a brother, Nick. Thanks, well done, mate. Give us a hug. Thanks, mate. Nick Strauss joining us on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. And as we always say, if you need to have a chat to someone, just like Nick and Danny have done this morning, call Lifeline on 131114. Or beyond blue on 1300 224 636. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and wrap it up. Not long before we finish up here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone, it's thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment, and of course our great mates at Squad Athletica, men's active and lifestyle brand designed in Australia. Spud, we've got a lot of positive SMSs coming through. That was a terrific conversation, that word again between you and Nick Strauss. Really proud of Nick. Um, he there's so many so much learnings out of it, Jack. That that that's the reason this show is is forming and why it's such going to be a great part of the SEN diet going forward. And it's why you wanted to start it as yeah, well, isn't it? It's yeah. to get the conversation started and to hear Nick. And you go out to Berwick Mars, you see you know five or seven car, five to seven car yards, beautiful house in East Malvern. He's got the joint down at Portsea. Things are going well, but he, he's got got some things he has to deal with and, and it's an illness so in the past we thought it was a weakness but no really really proud of Nick and uh, he should be proud and his family should be proud that he's come on the show because unbeknownst to Nick he has helped so many people just yeah. by his story and there's a lot of people who could resonate with what he talked about high achieving learn to say no um, fear of failure you are what you are and don't look at things in hindsight and use them as a as a burden or a chip on your shoulder Use them as learning experiences mm. so when you go forward, you know what happened in the past, but don't let the past define you. You can call Lifeline 131114 or Beyond Blue, 1300 224 636. Now, every week we've got a different theme on the show. Today was mental health. In the new year when we return, we're going to have a very special edition on mindfulness. And you've mentioned this a few times in the show. Just tell us about what mindfulness does for you. Well, mindfulness and meditation, um, if someone asked me a couple of years ago what did it mean, I wouldn't have known. Mindfulness is the ability just to shut down from the externals. No phone, no family. It's basically my time. And I talked about briefly the golf swing, but of a morning, I'll just sit down outside, uh, whatever time that is, and just look at the, the sky and the stars and just think about nothing. Yeah, okay. Absolutely yep. nothing. All I do is focus on the breath. And throughout the day, you get about 600,000 different thoughts. So the more you can actually shut that mind down just to actually focus on breathing is such an important part of my stable diet throughout the day and then I've transferred that into golf because as I said in the past it used to be you know have a coffee this have the phone there's another phone call do some meetings but golf now is all about my golf swing so all I'm doing is focus on you know moving my body getting the hands up following through and trying to perfect it we know you can't perfect a golf swing but it's such an important part of my weekly um, diet, that golf to me is a, a, a great thing to do. And Emma Murray, people have seen her name in the paper. Emma Murray's looked after for Richmond and the mm. mindfulness. You talked about Alex Rance not worrying about 
the goal that got kicked on him before. And you see the way Alex Rance plays. He plays all about the next ball. And he's looking forward and he can intercept. He's, she's worked with Dustin Martin, had a great impact on the Richmond Premiership. We're going to get Emma, Emma in after Christmas. And uh, she's doing some really good work down at St Kilda as well and working with a lot of players in the group. So Emma's going to flesh out a little bit more for the... Um, sort of the people that don't know a lot about mindfulness and meditation and how important it is, not only for, for sportsmen, but for men, women, um, and the ability to switch off. And Because what it does, to me, it actually gets your priorities in order. Just because lines everything up in a it row? It lines yeah. everything up. And I think yeah. people with addictions, and when, that's why we've got the Hater Clinic, unfortunately, they don't sit down and assess where they're at mm. enough. Sometimes it's too late. Oh, gee, I'm having a bit more, I'm punting a little bit more than I should be. They don't actually sit back and assess. So the mindfulness actually gets you just to settle and then think about what's important in life. And to me, it's my family, my job, and basically getting up, having a great day. This show is always with thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Spud, we're going to take a couple of weeks yes. off for the Christmas New Year period. You're going away? Just down to Indented Head. Um, a lot of people don't know where that is, and I don't want you to know where it is, but it's, <laughs> it's a great spot. What about yourself, Jack? No, I'm working through. I'm going to sneak away towards the middle or end of Jan, just before the uh, footy starts again. Well, you so. have a great and safe sit, uh, Christmas and an even better New Year, Jackie boy. You too. And to all of your family and to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in so far. We've loved your support here on No Man Should Ever walk alone we're going to be back with more in 2018 thanks to everyone for being with us stick with us though campbell brown's in next with the sunday brunch